we'll, we'll jump back over to bloody disgusting here. We'll talk about. We're looking nudes. The, yeah, the '80s, the '80s, and the top horror movies of the '80s. How about we start with The Shining from 1980? Um, I I liked. You know, this movie's fine. I liked it. Fine. Not one of my favorites, but one of my favorites. It's it's, it's a classic. You know, it is. Um, Jack Nicholson's fucking great in it. You know, I can say that. And what was uh, the the lady that played the mom in this? Um, Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. She like went nuts after this shit, didn't she? Like just if, if you I don't have think a four so. K TV, you really need to get this one in four K. It looks absolutely fucking gorgeous. It's the best print of this movie I've ever seen. Like really, really looks good. Like it was shot yesterday. Yeah, it, it's it's really uh, intense. I mean, I I love the movie anyway, but even more in four K, it's like watching a new movie. Definitely, uh, it's uh, it's one of my favorite movies. I just watched uh, Room Two Thirty Seven, the documentary they made about it, where a bunch of quacks <laughs> talk about the conspiracy theories. And I watched. <laughs> you the... should you should do a, a show about that show. It is nonsense. And then I it also is. watched a couple days ago Doctor uh, Doctor Sleep. How was that? I liked it. I thought I was going to hate it, but it was it was pretty good. I like Mike Flanagan though, the director. He did that House on Honda Hill show on Netflix. Love that show. Okay. He did Gerald's Game, the other Stephen King book. It was pretty good. Right. Rebecca Ferguson's in it, Pete. She's gorgeous. Absolutely okay. fucking gorgeous. She, she's like a bohemian hipster girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's really good looking. She <laughs> plays Rose the Hat. That's her name. Rose the Hat, and she's going to be playing Lady Jessica in the new Dune movie, so I'm pretty excited. Oh, is she? I, I want to, yeah, there, I want to, I'll talk to you off air about that. Um, yep, for sure. About, about the Dune thing, because there was, I saw, I know news about that, but. Uh, I've been following I mean, that one really that. closely. Yeah. Number number two here, we got Friday the third, or you know, the next one on the list. Friday the thirteenth, the very first one, the nineteen eighty oh, version. Yeah. yeah, this movie's fucking greatness. This I movie's don't greatness. like this movie, man. I, I love it, man. Uh, no. It's such mm-hmm. a I love it. Okay. I love Betsy Ballard being the swerve at the end. Um, it was. I did too, man. It, I did. I loved it. I I love this damn movie. It was. It was so. It was just. It was cool. Like I remember seeing this as a little kid and being like, "This is." Because I was probably like, I saw this after I saw. I had already seen a couple of uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets and uh, I think Halloween three. And Friday, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Then I saw the first Friday the 13th. I'd already seen like part four and five. And then I saw the first mm-hmm. one. And I was like, even as like an eight year old, I was like, oh, it's still kind of cool, you know, because it's like just, it's violent, you know. I was like, I, I was into horror movies from the time I was young. So I, I, I never. I was shocked Jason wasn't the killer. I know. <laughs> Show me how the thing hurt too. you. Keely Chow. <laughs> I just read their the <laughs> chat there. Show me in the doll where it hurt you. Talking about Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Friday, I don't think anybody saw the Friday the 13th movies in order like that was no. born after they came out because yeah. I, I, I was like you uh, Pete there I saw the sequels and then I went back and watched the first yeah. one I'm like where's Jason yeah he's not in it <laughs> that, that was it man like I thank you that. franchise TV somebody fucking agrees with me I, this movie reminds me of like Oops. if you if you were to take Alfred Hitchcock and reduce him to like a, a diet caffeine free cola yeah it's that's okay what Friday the 13th is it's, it's just okay. it's, it's not bad not, it, it, I think it's just people like have better memories of this movie than what it really is and I rewatched it recently like like not not just last year and I'm just like I don't fucking get it it was a better video know. game Oh, yeah, the NES video game. No, the the one that just came out <laughs> a few years ago. NES was like a weird side side scroller for some reason. Yeah, yes. It was. Now, now maybe I'm unpure, but my 
personal favorite of the Friday the 13th franchise is Jason Lives. I think that movie's fucking amazing. Uh, I like that one the best. Part six? Moment. Part six. Yeah, yeah, that's all the Tom Matthews, man. He's, uh, oh, yeah. he's, he's probably like one of my favorite like characters in this entire franchise. And he actually made an appearance in uh, Womp Stomp Productions did uh, Never Hike Alone back in 2018, late 2018 they released that, which was their fan film. It's still available on YouTube. Absolutely great. And they're doing another one set in the winter, uh, kind of a sequel. And Tom Matthews made an appearance in the fan film as an ambulance driver, and he survived a Jason attack. So it was it was really cool. It was great. It was probably about like 45 minutes long. Super fucking like well done uh, produced and everything. Like single man cast until the very end of the movie. Just the, the one guy hiking and Jason. And then you get like the ambulance crew in the end of it. Uh, so it was it was good. It was really well done. And I think I like that one because it like breaks out. So the, this movie, the, these movies are extremely formulaic, you know, and it, it's it's like it, at least part six was trying to be something different. It obviously didn't work because they didn't revisit that that approach ever again. But it, it was self-aware, but it wasn't like trying to shove so many jokes into it to where it annoyed you. It was just like a certain level of tongue in cheek humor that that actually made it fun to watch. Keely Chow has a question. I was just going to answer that, actually. Yeah, okay, go ahead, Phoenix. Yeah, she he asked, uh, why was Jason's mom killing people? It was because back in the 50s, the counselors there didn't were too busy fucking around doing drugs and let her son die in the lake, let her let him drown, so she's mad at the counselors 30 years later, even though they're different counselors now. Which kind of played into American Horror Story 1984 this season. I still haven't seen that one yet, even though I do a review oh, show about it. It was good. It was good. I, I love. I I love it because I'm an 80s slasher. Like, yeah. That that's my that's my favorite like genre. Like my favorite time period in those in horror movies is the 80s slasher types. And yeah, dude, that that, that season really was like over the top blood and gore. And yeah, I, I loved it. So and, basically, and just, their cast is so good on there. It really is. Yeah, I, lo- I like that show. I do a review show on it. I haven't watched the new season yet, though. I, I, I watched the, I think, uh, the finale. Like, I remember because I, I, I didn't And I did everything I could to avoid spoilers, and I was not disappointed in it. Um, what's her name? Um, God, uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Yeah, yeah. On there. I have a big crush she, on her. You, you, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, join the club. But she's she's so good on there. That's like... You know, they had her in Star Wars, and she literally did nothing. And and then she had you like know, two lines. Exactly. You know, in two whole movies, she like did nothing. We lost Alex. Know, Alex is gone. Is that all right? Let me pop off screen here and I'm back in. But yeah, they uh, you know they did nothing with her, and she's she's really does have some decent acting chops, and she's proven it on that show. Yeah, she was in the season before that too, the Apocalypse season. Yep. Yes, she's been uh, she's been in. Wow, God, she's been in quite a few seasons now. She's in a commercial um, of uh, Old Navy where she raps. Did you see that? No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> Go check it out. It's, it's some of the whitest rapping you'll ever see in your life. Uh, <laughs> is it worse than Daisy Ridley, though? Oh, I haven't seen hers, oh, but I, I'll say... Daisy Ridley. I'm a from the... <laughs> God. She raps oh. about holiday fleeces in that commercial because it's Old Navy. So <laughs> if that tells you anything... Oh, fair enough. <laughs> So Friday the Thirteenth, then we go down to American Werewolf in London for Oh yeah, big time. Love this movie. This is this is one I have not seen in what? I, oh, I don't know how long. Okay, I, I mean, back up to the top. No, I've seen it, but it's been it's been forever and a day since I've seen this one. It's my personal favorite werewolf movie. It's one of my favorite horror movies. 
It's okay. comedy and more it's than it's also a, a comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's also a great comedy. <laughs> I love this movie, and yeah. the sequel's terrible, but I love this movie. They made a sequel to this. American Werewolf mm-hmm. from Paris, with Tom Everett I think Scott. I saw the sequel first. I, I I've never I've not, okay I've heard of it but I've never seen it. It's not good. It's not a okay. comedy really. You know that Is '90s thing where they characters in it or no, no, it's a completely different cast. Mm. I don't think anybody survives no. in the first one. I I can't remember. Like I said, it's it's been it's been so it's been so long since I watched this one. Let's see, uh, Sal's never seen it. Said so werewolves aren't. I'm I don't mind like some werewolf movies. Uh, Silver Bullet is probably one of my favorite werewolf movies, uh, just because Gary Busey's fucking insane in it. And That's a good movie, uh, Silver Bullet. I like it that. Is. The only thing is, is they, they really shit the bed in that movie with the werewolf, the way he Yeah, does. yeah. It they, looks like uh, he's wearing a monkey suit at the end. <laughs> like a literal I, monkey suit, and they just kind of reshaped it a little bit, looked like a werewolf. What about the Howling movies? Yeah, the first one. I, I don't I haven't seen all the Howling movies, but the first Howling movie is pretty damn good. But I still, if I had to choose between that and America Werewolf, definitely America Werewolf. Which one has that lesbian werewolf sex? Is that three? My sister's a so. werewolf. One yeah. of those, the marsupials or something like that. Yeah. I, I oh, next is the howling. Yeah. See, so that segues right into the howling. Yeah. I haven't seen any of the sequels to this. They're bad. I've never, They're bad. I've never seen any of the sequels. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So let's see. 1981 marked the year the horror fans received not one, but two memorable werewolf classics. Unlike Landis, though, Joe Dante would play this one a little more straight. Originally, Rick Baker was hired to handle effects. But the reins were handed over to Rob Botton when Baker left to go work with Landis on American Werewolf in London. Good call. So he, he chose wisely. Yeah. Uh, Botton proved more than up to the task as the sequence that seems that sees creep Eddie Quist's transformation into the werewolf is the highlight of the film. I do remember the transformation in this movie. I need to I need to watch these both again. Um, the, the first transformation in American Werewolf in London is like so well done. Yep. He's like laying on the floor by the coffee table, and his arms start pulling out. Yeah, you see his head shake, like shake, change his shape. Bones front. cracking. Yeah, and shit. it's yeah, great. It's fucking incredible. But it's like in the middle of this comedy, and you're like, well, "What? Oh my god! <laughs> like it's yeah, so you don't good." See it coming when it does. Yeah. <laughs> and I love his. I, I, oh, go ahead. Go I was ahead. gonna say I, because I, I, I love American Wolf in London, but I love his dead friend that he killed. Just keeps yeah. haunting him. And there's a scene in the in the porn theater. They're <laughs> sitting there, and they, he walks in there. And the scene in the porno is this, where the guy busts into a couple's uh, bedroom, and he's like, he's like, hey, you're fucking my wife. She goes, I've never seen you before, mister. And he goes, all right, and walks out of the room, and that's the whole scene. It's like the worst Dude, porno ever. like, great movie. Yeah. Oh, Alex, Alex and his StreamYard connection keeps cutting in and out. Yeah, so, it's pretty bad. Okay. Yeah, like, he's, he's, like, I appreciate so, how John Landis is one of those guys that will always go the extra mile for that one joke. Like, I it's just, so you don't funny. get a lot of that nowadays, you know? And his friend keeps dropping the bedpans in the hospital, or the cop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> keeps dropping the bedpans. And it has nothing to do with anything. I nope. <laughs> love it. I really love that movie. If you haven't seen it, Frank go check Oz, it out. Damn kids don't appreciate anything in these days. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. Go check it out, definitely. Yep, Alex is So, all right, thanks for joining us, Alex. Sorry about your connection, man. Um, we will... Uh, We'll, we'll we'll be t- we'll talk soon though, man. I'm sorry about that. He also uh, said he, Ginger he, Snaps is one of his favorite werewolf movies. I, that one wasn't bad. I I didn't mind that. I one. didn't see it. I I saw it. It was not bad. Uh, 
it's it's like I said, one of my uh, one of my buddies that I was in the wrestling business with. It was like one of his favorite movies. That and uh, Dog Soldiers, which we did a watch party for. Was that on my channel? Yeah, that one's pretty fun. Dog I Soldiers. Can't, I can't remember which channel we did. There was that. Thing? It was my channel. Was yeah. Okay, that was a that was a great. That was I really liked that one. Um, I think that had a sequel too. I haven't seen the sequel though. Keely Chow um, just asked, "Did someone say lesbian werewolf women?" And I will say yes. It's, I think it's the Howling Three. My sister's a werewolf or something like that. <laughs> Go check that out. He said, "Keely Chow right before that said, werewolf women of the SS needs to be an actual movie." I think it is. <laughs> that's that's got to be on one of the hubs. Is, is that the, the the one of the fake trailers from a uh, Grindhouse? I don't know. It might be. I think that's what Keely Chow's talking about. I think that's one of the fake trailers that plays between the movies. Okay. I think uh, Eli Roth did that one. I think. Could be wrong. Keely Chow, let us know. Was that Eli yeah, Roth, right. Keely Chow? Yeah, you're right, Sal. No, he said yes. Yep. Okay. All right. So next we got Possession, 1981. I I have not signed. I have not seen this one. Andrew, oh. yeah. I'm not even gonna Zulaski. I know that. Uh, word out, 1981 wasn't all werewolves, those uh, Andrzej, Andrzej Zelowski's psychological horror remains as captivating as it is confusing. A strangely told narrative about an international spy and the intense relationship he has with his wife. It's a haunting dissection on the, dissolu- the dissolution of a relationship and the strange love affair after the wife develops with a tentacled creature. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it Sam, keeps going. Oh, Sam, Sam Neill's in this? Oh, what? All right. I had I had no Sam Mr. Jurassic Park himself's in this. Oh, I'd say John Carpenter's Sam Neill. Mm. I see dude, John Carpenter's vampire is one of my favorite John Carpenter movies. Oh <laughs> like uh, Adam, are you still here? Is yeah, he... I'm still here. Okay. We had a Adam and I had a very long conversation on after a Twilight Zone episode about John Carpenter movies, so I won't go down uh-huh. that road again. Uh-huh. But Sam Neill's the fucking king and uh which one is he in? Uh Mouth of Madness? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mouth of Madness. He's you great. should take that and stamp it and just turn it into a, like a separate podcast. It, it was if long. we ever start talking about directors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We talked about him and John Frankenheimer quite a bit for like 25 yeah. minutes when Frank left. <laughs> but Sam Neill's great. Frank forgot we had a show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel bad because we recorded yes, or the other night and we're like, we need to get Adam back. But I'm like, we're recording right now. It would take him an hour to watch these two episodes. We can't do that to him. So. Which which episodes were those Twilight Zones? They weren't good. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah. Stopwatch one, and then Night of a Jockey. I hate uh, to review anything unless I just like recently looked at it. Tomorrow we're doing um, uh, the Dowell, the Talking Doll one. Oh okay. So if yeah, you want to be on tomorrow night, go ahead and watch that episode. Sure. All right, and sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're fine, man. You're <laughs> making fine. plans in the middle. Yeah, I realized what I was doing. I'm sorry. Yeah, just go right ahead. Derail. That's fine. You know. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'll fuck with you, bro. It's all good, man. I've never heard of this possession movie. No, I, I, I don't. Until they mentioned it. it. That's the only <laughs> thing I kind of hate about pop culture right now is everybody's dropping these lists. And it's like they're trying to outdo each other with like making some like obscure reference to something that a lot of people don't talk about. And I've noticed that with horror, like people with horror are very possessive of their lists and their preferences. Yeah. And they'll, they'll, they really like more than any other genre want to let you know what they like and they don't. I can't tell you how many people have just spat on me because I said something bad about Rob Zombie or whatever. And it's like, I don't fucking care. 
I, yeah, I think we're all kind of the same. Where what well, Alex was saying earlier, like just like what you like and don't like what you don't like, it's fine. But like, no, I've never seen like, possession. Really, really angry about that. I, I refuse to belong to any horror groups as a result of it. Like, I like horror, but not fanatical like some of these other people are about it. I've heard of possession, but I've never seen it. Um, I'm kind of, I, I definitely watch it. It's a, uh, I mean, I like the other movies on this list, so why not? You know? Yeah. We're yeah, still in 1981, by the way, in this list. There, there, yeah. This is more than Evil Dead, right? There's a lot of fucking horror movies that year. Like you got- Evil Dead's good, but I prefer Evil Dead too because it's kind of a remake of the first one. But like, I, I, I like the original Evil Dead movie. It, it was cool. Um, the second one was the Army of Darkness or whatever. It was no, the third, third one. one was Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. Uh, Evil Dead Two: Dead by Dawn is fucking incredible. It's better. Ab- yeah. The reason it's not number one, it's not on the list, is because it's comedy. This is a this okay. the first one's like an actual horror movie. Yes, yeah, it's supposed to be scary. Yeah, I saw the Evil Dead uh, live show in Las Vegas, and it oh, was wow. the most fucking obnoxious thing I've ever seen in my life. I left halfway through. <laughs> wow, people were screaming, and then they had chainsaws on stage. I'm like, this is too much when you're drunk at two in the morning in Las <laughs> Vegas. No fucking thank you. I love Evil Dead, but no, I can't do this. <laughs> Yeah, so, so like Army of Darkness is straight up comedy, yeah. whereas Evil Dead 2 is kind of a mix of horror and comedy. Like the closest thing I could compare it to is be like, that'd be like the, the Jason part six of that series. Okay. Okay. Get, get what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like, yeah. it's scary, but it's got like a lot of humorous things in it. It's like American War from London. Yes. I, yeah. It, it belongs in that category. Not the same kind sure. of comedy. It's more uh, no. over the top. Than American right. Home, it it Home, has a but... little bit of slapstick in it, but like with yeah. with Army of Darkness, they went like oh, definitely slapstick. You know? I think Army of Darkness is the best out of the three. Maybe I don't, I don't know. I don't Two's hard. So you should rewatch them. the The remake I, I actually isn't that bad either. Evil Dead. I watched the Evil Dead remake. That was a little too even for me. I was like, oh, really? Like some of that shit is just like I don't know. Like I know the first, you know, the first one was violent. Like I haven't watched it in a while, but I know how violent it was. But yeah, I mean, there was just some of that shit in the, in the re- house watching it going. Oh, yeah. I found myself missing Bruce Campbell too much. Yeah, it, but, I, but I like that when it puts raining blood at the end. I like yeah. that they went in a completely different direction, like we we're talking about earlier. They didn't try to just replicate the first one at, yes. at a certain point. That's why a lot of people like it. I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it that much. At least it was genuinely trying to be uh, yeah. a reimagining. At oh, a certain it point, was a reimagining. It just went off the road at a certain point, and I was like, yep. oh, here we go. And then they're going to do this scene. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? And she starts going yep. outside and like changing to something else. I'm like, what the fuck are we like? And I think we're talking about the same scene, too. And I'm not going to say anything if people haven't seen it yet. I don't want to spoil I'd say check it out. Yeah. Keep expectations low. But it's 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 a one of the better remakes I've seen. Like Dawn of the Dead we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's good. Oh. Yeah, this this one no, like I said, I the remake I, I don't dislike it. I mean, it was like ultra bloody, but you know, I mean I, I don't mind that, but sometimes it just it's a little, you know, even for me sometimes it's a little too much. But that one, like I said, it, it wasn't terrible. Now this one is I I've s I have i have not seen. I know they this remade movie's it. This movie's fucking great. I love this it. Is. Great. Yep. I really I, do. I won't watch the remake of this one just because I've seen it. Uh, was it was it disappointing? I don't remember any of it. Well, Toe Hooper's <laughs> it's really forgettable. I like Toe Hooper's the original one that we're talking about, but the remake I, I love. Uh, Sam, oh my god, Sam Rockwell, I love him. Yeah, but it's just not good. It's not a good remake. No. It's just boring and 
They they didn't stray too far away from the original, so it's just kind of like why even make it? Because the whole for yeah. first one still holds up. Well, here's yeah. this movie again. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't understand like shot for shot remakes and stuff like that. It's like the the movie was that that movie was really really good. Like it didn't need a, it didn't need a facelift. The best no. way I can describe it, Pete, is what happens with those is a studio has the rights to a movie, and if they don't release it by a certain time, they'll yeah. lose the rights. Yep. So they they'll try to. to get as much money as they can off of that franchise name before they lose yeah. the uh, the rights to it. That's how pol- uh, movies like Poltergeist get made. I'm amazed there's not a Poltergeist uh, TV series, like a Netflix you know, limited series. Yeah. Because it's, it's ripe for the plucking at that point. Hmm. Thought that's why they keep the rights. But. Gave an idea. Yeah, this house is clean. <laughs> Caroline. And I want, I want, uh, I want Jim Carrey to do that role too. I want him to play that part. This house oh. is clean. <laughs> What's uh, was what it? Oh, I hey. have exercised the demons. <laughs> He's on his knees. Hail, hail, Chris Wicks, man! Thank you for joining us, my brother. I see, uh, I see, I saw another blue, uh, another blue wrench pop up. So I want to say, what's up, man? Thank you for being here, brother. Hope everything is well. Hope the family is good. Good to see you in the chat. Yeah, we're talking. Uh, we're talking the top horror movies of the '80s right now. Uh, he says oh, he dropped in to say hello. Okay, yeah, he's already leaving. All right, man. Well, thanks for stopping in, Chris. I appreciate it, brother. Slap that like button on the way out, my dude. We expect you to watch uh, it later. Yeah. On the replay, there'll be a quiz. Please do that. Really cool Blu-ray of this movie that it's got like a little booklet in it inside. Uh, it's got like all oh, kinds cool. of production stills and, and shit like that. I was really happy when I found that in the store. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's really cool. Well, I, I could show it, but my room's a fucking sty right now, so I'm not going to turn the camera on. People think this is a Spielberg movie, like he directed it, like Gremlins, but he just produced he it. He was on the set, but they actually brought in Toby Hooper yeah. to actually do the directing. But yeah, he was he was like in the middle of something else, and he couldn't really direct this movie, but yeah, but it's if, Toby Hooper. It's weird, because if you just ask people, what's your, you know, name Spielberg movies, that, they're going to say that. It's weird. <laughs> I think it's because when they were advertised, remember how you were, we were talking about like we grew up in the age of of directors, you know, and it's like if you put uh, Spielberg's name on a movie back in the eighties, like people would go to see it. Yeah, even if he just had like a producer credit or an executive producer credit. They did the same thing with Gremlins. It was like Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins and Back to the Future as well. Yeah, God, I I freaking. I need to uh, I need to rewatch those. I have I have those on Blu-ray, the Gremlins movies. Those are the first one especially. But those I've are had, great. Uh, we're we're out at my mom's house, and I have a it's like a 18 inch tall uh, what's his name Stripe, the main uh, the ba- the main bad Gremlin, you know, yeah. the kind of leader. And um, I've given my kid all like the the Mogwai I have, and uh, he's got one little stripe, and he saw that big one. He's like, Dad, where's his arms? I said, Well, when Dad was your age, he got him, and I was afraid of him, so I ripped his arms off so he couldn't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom still kept that. I said, Throw this damn thing. Paranoia. No, you yep. had to keep that. Put it on a shelf behind you. You're talking about. He's oh, he's gone. I think he's I think he he's toast. He's gone. Um, Trey didn't like him, so I was like, He's out. But he's got a he's got the he's got the Mogwai. He's got like four or five of them, uh, in like different scales that I gave him. Uh, now, this, this movie here, Pete, The Thing, 1982, this is my absolute number one favorite horror movie. This movie scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. Favorite, yep, I, I favorite John Carpenter movie, movie too? 
Um, I don't know if I can say that, Phoenix. I, I, I uh, it, it's up there. It's up there, but I can't say it's my absolute favorite. Well, movie. you kind of have to if you're going to say it's your number one favorite horror movie. What, uh, unless you have a different. It's like you kind of pigeonhole yourself. <laughs> yeah. there, well, horror isn't like my number one favorite genre. No, but, but like, what other John what, Carpenter like, movie you love that isn't a horror movie? Oh, Escape from New York. Okay. Yeah. I was just yeah. thinking that. Yeah. People could Big not. China. If yeah. they released uh, Escape from New York, which I hear they're doing a remake now, if they release oh, that in God. theaters nowadays, people would not be able to sit through that. Probably not, no. It's just him walking and walking. <laughs> With a lot of really cool music in the background. Yeah. Oh, hey, Manliness and Motivations in the chat. What's up, Wes? How you doing, brother? Good to see you, man. Thanks for stopping in. Let's see what Sal said. The Possession starring Jeffrey Dean Morgan. It's wonderful. I will check that out because I am a big Jeffrey Dean Morgan fan because of The Walking Dead. Um, I, I don't give a shit. I, I still Do you have a baseball bat in your garage with a bunch of barbed wire wrapped around it? Nope, it's next to my bed. And even Trey knows that's my, even, even, <laughs> even, even my four-year-old knows that's my dirty girl. That's what he calls her. Because I told him that's daddy's dirty girl. That's the same Louisville slugger I used to carry to the ring with me. And I, I, I've hit a few people in the ribs with that. <laughs> and so... Yep, that's that's right next to the bed. She's all taped up. Uh, the wife won't let me put the barbed wire on it and bring it in the house, so uh, I, I haven't put the barbed wire on it yet. And I'm not joking about that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I can do a favorite John Carpenter movie, man. And I, 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 I think you asked me that once before, and yeah. it's, it's like I could give you like maybe five, and I don't know <laughs> if I could pick one over the other one. They're all like really special to me. To me, it's either The Thing or Escape from New York. Yeah, that was great. I, I did see the possession with Jeffrey D. Morgan. It was better than I expected it to be. I expected just, you know, fucking terrible 2012, 13 horror movie, you know? Uh-huh. But it wasn't bad. It was, it was good. This movie here, though, it's so claustrophobic and fucking nerve-wracking. And I, I think when I first saw it, I was like probably 12 or 13. I watched it in the middle of the summertime, in the middle of the afternoon, fully light outside, sun was up, and I had nightmares about this movie for weeks. Yeah. After I got done watching it. If you have a kid and they ask you what paranoia means, just go ahead and show them this movie. <laughs> show them this. Yeah. And that's all you need to do. And they'll go, oh, I, I got it. I really, I really want to watch this again now. Um, I haven't watched it. This is another one I haven't watched in a long time. Did they, did they remake the thing? Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, they, it was kind of like one of those. Soft reboot. reboot. Yeah. Soft reboot bullshit. It's movies. a prequel. Like it's kind of. Kind of a prequel, and it's completely forgettable. Okay, so franchise history said uh, this thing makes me itchy. The thing prequel made me throw up. Makes yeah. me throw up. I'm like, <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't seen the new one. I, I've only seen the original one. You know, I heard there was, there was, you know, I, I thought I heard there was one out or coming out, but I just some of these I just kind of ignore because it's like. Yeah. If it's not like a direct sequel, it's that far. This came out in 1982. Yeah, it's I, like Sal said, it, you know, the Norwegian team that they're investigating at the beginning. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the thing also, yeah, you know, also called the thing because titles are hard, I guess. It's I don't like know. 2011, uh, right? Yeah, it's about the Norwegian team. So the yeah, this be, this movie begins with the dog, the German Shepherd running up on him, and then that movie ends with a dog. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So it's how that dog got from one station to the other. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but it's all CGI bullshit. I guess they originally yeah. did practical effects and and then scratched it and did CGI, and this looks terrible. Huh? I miss practical yeah. effects. I really do. Yeah, I, I really this really this one here has some of the best CGI shit. 
some of the best horror practical effects I've ever seen in anything. Yeah, they had to do all different stuff in a row. That's the that's oh the my God. this is the heyday of practical effects. I love this movie. Rob Rob Bottin. Yeah, this is the same guy that did the effects for yeah. uh, Howling. Werewolf. So yeah. Howling. Or was it Howling? Yeah. Okay. Yep, I, remember, I just remember the name from up on the list there because <laughs> they mentioned him up there. So yeah, this this is no. See, I want to get this on Blu-ray. I really do. This will be. Yeah, worth. you do. You do. This because I'm we're we're getting ready to get a new TV here. So I'm getting a. Uh, I'm finally going to get a 65 inch with all the shit, so I can have all my like smart. You know, it'll be a smart TV, so I can have all my apps and everything on there. Finally, I'm kind of moving into. If the you TV. guys are into Blu-rays with commentaries, like I love the John Carpenter commentary because this guy just does not give a single fuck about what he says about anything. Like he no, tells you exactly what he's thinking. That's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear canned bullshit. No, he's really down to earth, and he's really he's he's uh, got a reputation for being extremely nice to his cast and crew. So they, mm-hmm. nobody will ever talk anything bad about him. And uh, when he has when he does a commentary like with one of his cast members they have a nice banter going on mm-hmm. about things and and john carpenter is just as interested in his guests as they are in him you know okay. being a director yeah you know, like in the things that they're doing so the commentary on this one with him and kurt russell is amazing leo leo red said what's the best 80s horror movie soundtrack for i'll go ahead and answer that first like off the top of my head like i mean without putting much thought into it or actually looking in depth I would say for me, it would be Friday the 13th Part 6 because of all the Alice Cooper on it. Yeah. Or, or um, God, one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies had uh, had a pretty cool soundtrack. I want to say it was, was it Dream Warriors? Probably. That part, yeah. that's, that's the good Dokken? one. Yeah. That's Part 3, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I think it's yeah, part. That's, that's a pretty good with, series of yeah, movies. That's, there. that's the one with the puppet strings. Um, Spoiler, we got uh, that coming up here. Yep, yeah, I was going to say, that, that's kind of a segue right there into, bam, A Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. Real quick, yeah. I would just say uh, Nightmare, or sorry, uh, Escape from New York. That's my, f- I like the music. I don't like when they have songs from someone else on the on the soundtrack. Okay. And, and Carpenter did his own music. Yeah. And he made yeah. every mo- one of his movies yeah. sound uniquely different, too, and that's what I like about it. But Escape from New York is definitely, I think, one of his best ones. Yeah, oh yeah. But, uh, sorry, uh, go ahead. Nightmare. No, that that damn uh, the theme from the original Halloween movie. Like my son yeah. is obsessed with uh, theme songs from horror movies. So like when school was still in session, yep, dude, he would he would be like, I was like, what do we listen? You know, he we get in the car, you know, or the truck, and you know, you get him in his car seat. Dad, can I have your phone? What are we listening to? I want to listen to Michael Myers. He knows he knows how to use the voice thing on on YouTube. So he'll just say Michael Myers music and up pops all the theme songs and he'll go from that into uh, Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street and Chucky. Oh, he knows all the damn theme songs by you know the villain's name now, which is freaking great. <laughs> so, but he he actually and to his credit, this is I don't know if this is good or bad parenting on my part. I got him to sit through uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Five and Six last Halloween with me in in their entirety, and he was not even a little bit scared. I'm like. That's my boy. And he's seen, he's watched Halloween part four with me. So I'm, I'm breaking him into the horror movies early, man. Yeah. That's a, that's a good thing to do. I, I, and much to that, I, I like when the soundtrack is simple. I like simple music playing over stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then they can do like different layers on it when things are building or if there's two characters that have their own theme song, they can play them together. John Carpenter does a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. And I go back to Haunting of Hill House where they have the most simple theme. And it starts playing, and you're like, oh, here we go. Like, I get excited every time I hear it. 
Leo Red had a good one right there too. He said the Lost Boys, and I completely forgot about that one. Yeah, that's a great one. Why is well, that on the list? A great soundtrack in uh, Return of the Living Dead too. Oh my God, those were fun. The Return of the Living Dead and Night of the Living Dead movies. Those those were great. For some reason, know. neither one of them on the on the list. No, no, they're not. Um, God, those were good though. Uh, let's see. So Night on Elm Street, nineteen eighty four. Uh, it's hard to believe, looking back, that Wes Craven had a difficult time finding a studio willing to produce this now classic film. Studio after studio rejected his pitch, save for Walt Disney Productions, who was willing to produce if Craven toned down the content for younger audience. Fledgling company New Line Cinema accepted, but they were so new at making films that the completion of A Nightmare on Elm Street wasn't without struggle. The rest is history. New Line Cinema lovingly dubbed themselves the house that Freddie built. And the film spawned seven sequels, a reboot, which was freaking horrible, a television series, Freddy's <laughs> Nightmares, which was fun in its own right, and oh, in-depth yeah. documentaries and novels and a ton of merchandise. Uh, and it's funny because, like, my son has a Freddy glove that I had as a kid for my Halloween uh, costume in his room, which he plays with all the time, which I think is awesome. I used to have that. I, I wish I would have saved it. I'm yep, so I, mad at I myself. Still, my mom was a hoarder, so I have, like, damn near everything, like... Oh yeah, he uh, yeah, yeah he he puts he puts it's funny because he'll put his hockey mask on and he's got a little big ass plastic meat cleaver and he puts the Freddy glove on. He chases me around the house. Yeah, I, I went as one year as uh, Freddy and the next year I was Jason. So I had yep. both of those. <laughs> Salvador, Salvador wrote uh, Lost Boys had muscle saxophone man. Remember yep, that? That was, that was my mom's favorite part in that movie. I'll yeah. never forget that her and my, my female cousins watching that movie swooning. I still over there. believe. You know, playing that saxophone at the beginning of that damn movie. <clears throat> Back so when Kiefer was still on the on the juice. Yep. God. Wait, here's, here's, fighting here's a everybody. great one right here, man. Fright Night, 1985. Yeah. This, this movie's fucking awesome you're and so fucking cool brewster <laughs> do you remember where we watched uh class 1999 it felt a lot like fright night mm-hmm. yeah it was clearly ripping it off in spots uh, yeah yep when they broke into the teacher's house and started going through their stuff to now, find the secrets this one here has a remake that yeah. i kind of like I, me I too like it i don't like it as much as this but i still think it's pretty good for what it was trying to do wasn't uh, wasn't uh, what's his name Colin Farrell in that? Colin yeah. Farrell, yeah, and uh, be hard pass by that, Anton Yelchin. Yeah, was I, the, I uh, missed that there. guy. Mm-hmm. He was one of my favorite actors. And they reimagined uh, Vincent Peter Vincent as mm-hmm. a uh, like a David Copperfield type uh, Chris Angel type. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and it was uh, what's his name from Doctor Who? Uh, David Tennant. Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah, love the part where uh, Colin Farrell's trying to get in the house, but they won't invite him in. Anton Yelchin won't invite him in, so he just burns the house down. Yep. <laughs> I was like, so that's a good. That's it. a good way to get around that. It's like, damn. Yeah. And, and I like how they had him like rather than be like the sexy, cool guy that he was in in the original. Uh, they kind of had him like a real blue collar type of dude. You know, like he had a regular straight job, and oh, he just happens to be a vampire. By the way, looks like a Harley <laughs> driver. He works nights, like he yeah. literally works nights. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I, I just like that uh, Amanda Burse was uh, Brewster's girlfriend in that movie. You know, Marcy Darcy. Yep, from uh, Married with Children. children. <laughs> the the sequel to the to the remake has the girl from Dexter, who I fucking hated. Uh, I haven't seen that one. It's bad. It's bad. I believe you. I, did, I didn't. I never watched the sequel either. It is terrible. The sequel to the original Friday Night's okay, but mm-hmm. the, this original from '85 is. St- I mean, look at that. It still holds up. Yep. 
This movie's yeah, this movie's great. I love it. Written and directed by Tom Holland. He wasn't even born then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, I'm making a vampire movie, Mr. Stark. <laughs> uh, he's in great shape now. Have you seen him? Yeah, dude. Uh that fucking handstand uh gimmick they're doing there, the putting the you fuck that. I'd break my goddamn neck trying to do that. Tom Holland does did a lot of the uh Tales from the Crypt episodes. Oh, did he? Yeah. So, you know, we're gonna do that. I asked both you guys if you want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Looking forward to that show. I haven't seen it since the 90s, so... No, me either. It's been forever since I've watched that. So all three of us haven't watched it in a, well, quite a while, so this will be interesting. My my favorite episode of that is the one with uh, Katie Seagal and uh, the one guy from Seinfeld that played Mike, the one that Jerry slammed his hands in the trunk. He got locked in the trunk. Um, uh, it's he he smashes her over the head with a guitar he got from Pete Townsend. I don't I remember. I, I, I can't remember the name of the episode. You know, the weird but thing about Katie Seagal is her dad was a director. He did some Twilight Zone episodes. And he did a bunch of, like, helicopter movies in the 70s. And then he uh, just walked in front of a helicopter blade talking to someone and, and cut his head off. Oh, my God. Yeah. I did not know that. That's how he died. I didn't either. Yeah. It's brutal. And oh, Twilight Zone has a bad, con- bad oh, connection with, with uh, helicopters because when they did the movie, helicopter killed Vic Morrow and two, like, Vietnamese actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Twilight Zone, the movie. The, yeah. the, I love that movie. Oh, my God. I, I've watched that so many times as a kid. Yeah. We talked about that quite a bit, too, didn't we? Yeah. It's got a bunch <laughs> of weird shit going on, like a bunch of coincidences with helicopters. It's bizarre. But sorry, Adam. Yeah, go Ka- ahead. Ka- yeah, no, Katie. I was just going to say, Katie Seagal had a really good part in Sons of Anarchy, uh, yeah. which I, I enjoyed that series quite a bit. And, she, and her role was really good. Like, really good. She was like the mother of the main yeah, uh, of, character in the movie. Jack's. Yeah, Charlie Hunnam's mom in that, yeah, right? She's she's quite quite scandalous in that movie. I didn't yes, enjoy I never, the series that much, that. but I liked her. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We'll go now, next. Th- this one here is probably the best of the Lovecraft movies. Reanimator, 1985. I don't remember the original one, but I remember the second Reanimator movie. The Bride of Reanimator? Was that, was that, that what, what it's it called? called? Well, this I one just, has more nudity in it, so you want to watch this one. Instead. <laughs> okay. I, I just remember watching that. I, it was like the re, the second Reanimator. I think it was Reanimator Two or whatever. I don't know, but I, I haven't seen this one in for. I don't think I've yeah, ever. Seen no, it. this one's brilliant. There, there's a Criterion Collection version of this. I hated it as a kid, on. and then oh, I like, rewatched it. I'm like, it's good. Yeah. yeah, as an adult, I'm like, all right, they're not taking it seriously. You know, when, when you're a kid and you watch a movie, you don't quite understand it, and you're not, you're not yep. seeing with the tone that they're going for. That was phantasm for me. I yeah. I'm like, this movie's too fucking weird. Now that I watch it now, I'm like, I like it because it's weird. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's this for me, where I watch it as an adult, I go, okay, that's what they're doing. I get it. Especially once you really get, like, some you either get Lovecraft or you don't, and then once you get it, you're like, I understand now. I get a lot of clips in this movie, too, because his name is Herbert West, so I just recorded anything where he says... <laughs> Something, Mr. West. <laughs> Let's grab that. Throw it on my That's show. That's where they'll come from. Yeah. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, The Fly, 1986. Now, this this one, I I remember this freaked me out as a kid because I watched it. I watched it when it first came out on like Viewer's Choice pay per view with my mom, and then oh, yeah. we went back and watched the original one from the 50s. It, was it? Is that a Hitchcock movie? The original? No, no, no. It was like no, 50s no. schlock. Vincent Price. I don't remember who directed it. That's right. That's right. Because Vincent Price is sitting on the park bench at the end of the movie when the little dude's getting in and help me. <laughs> yep. It's not terrible. Yeah. It's just uh, or the the, the from '86. I like it. The original was 
1958 and directed by Kurt Newman. Yeah. Newman. Hello, hello, Newman. <laughs> I just saw that guy on Narcos season three, and I'm like, oh, it's Newman. And my Rain girlfriend's like, who? I'm he like, lost a shitload of weight. He did. He looks. He looks better than he did in the you know, early 90s on Seinfeld or in oh, Jurassic yeah, Park. Dude, he, he got skinny again. He's got a beard. Man. He's got a you know gray beard. It looks great. You know, the man looks great. Good for him. Yeah. It was nice to see him. My girlfriend had no idea who I was talking about. <laughs> I, I I used a lot of Seinfeld clips in my videos. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's one of my favorite fucking ancillary characters on that show. Oh, Publisher's yeah. Clearinghouse. Let's see. So we got there. Oh, nah, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. Michael Rooker. My man, Merle Dixon from The Walking Dead. Have you seen this one? This movie's fucking great. I have not seen this. Either have I. Really I just really downloaded good. it, though. It's on Shutter. Uh, and I saw it, I first saw it on Joe Bob Briggs uh, last drive-in, and I loved every fucking minute of it. The it's, director it's did. Really, it, it's Sorry. really subtle, yeah, and that's that's kind of what I like of it. It's, it's like, subtle. He's pulling subtle. up a head in that picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that scene right there is, is like it's like half a second long, and they just have yeah. a screenshot. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like when you first saw Silence of the Lambs and you didn't know what was going to happen next. That's kind of what I like about this one. The director did that. Uh, Wild Things movie from the 90s. Yeah. Yep. Well, speaking of, I only may bring it up because I want to go full circle with my Kevin Bacon penis thing. Kevin Bacon drops dong in that movie. In this one? No, in, in Wild Things. He gets out of the oh. shower. Yep. You talk about the one with Denise Richards and Nev Campbell. Yeah, right? the three way okay. with Matt Dillon. Yep. Yeah. Matt Dillon, who was also in the 1988 blob. Oh, that's next. Oh, it's not next. It's one after next. It's- it's coming up though, so Hellraiser is next. Which, fucking a, this movie's amazing. Yep. I fucking love this movie. Like I don't know all the mythos of the characters and everything. Like Sal is a huge Hellraiser guy too. I I just I just love this movie. We we watched this on my channel last Halloween. We did horror at the Unicorn Store. I made everybody sit through Unicorn Store by Brie Larson, and then to cleanse our palates of that trash, we watched this, which. Worked. It helped. I, I I was in a much better mood after I watched this. Should we talk about the the other thing in your list you want to talk about right now? Because it seems fitting. Yeah, we can absolutely. That yeah. uh, they are doing a a remake. I'm going to pull this article up of Hellraiser, which I am vehemently opposed to. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not the. Yeah, I don't want I, that. I don't, I don't want that. I don't know why why this needs you don't need to do this. You really don't. And bloody disgusting should be paying me tonight for all the fucking screen shares. Um Oh, definitely. <laughs> they should be or giving me something. The other way around, maybe. <laughs> we're doing a whole show Probably. based off theirs. Can I yeah. just say I I, no, so, I hate Hellraiser. Go ahead. I hate it. Really? I, I absolutely despise the movie. I like the sequel, some of them, but I don't like the original. I think I find it's way too fucking boring. Huh. He sits oh, in a room. Yeah, he doesn't leave the room. I love it. See, to me, it's like everything that takes place, though. You know, it's like there's so much going on that I don't like Clive don't Barker. Know, so, okay, it's, well, it's yeah, another I, one where when I first saw it when I was a kid, it, it was like really strange and weird to me. And then as I got older, that's like why I like it. See, I liked it as a kid and hated it as an adult when I watched I'm it. The exact opposite. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> and as again, kid, if you like it, great. Me. Because I'm clearly wrong in this. I'm. Everyone loves it. I, I just can't stand it. It's fun. I'm like, leave the room, dude. Do something. 
Because the sequels, you have like the guy the, on the, the picture you're looking at here, like one of the Cenobites has CDs in his head if you throw it. That's, that's part I think three. I think it's three. Oh, part two is really good, too. Hell World or Hell on Earth or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Part, um, three, part three is the one that takes place in the casino. Yeah. yeah. Part, part three is when it started getting a little on the campy side. I like that yes. campy. It fit better for me. Two was uh, two was good too, man. I liked part two, but yeah, once once uh, three, and then the one where they were like in the video game or whatever. Oh, Hell World. Yeah, I Hell. was like, oh man. I like the Inferno. Only... Inferno's good. Never seen it. The it... the only thing that saved the uh, video game one for me was uh, Lance Henriksen was in it. Oh. <laughs> and if you're if you're a fucking any kind of horror sci-fi fan, you know who Lance Henriksen is, and yeah, he could he could make anything anything palatable, and he was fucking he was the, kind of the villain in that one, you know. Outside of the Cenobites, but yeah, he was. Uh, I, I like I like Lance Henriksen, man. I really do. He was great. Was that Pumpkinhead? Yeah. Which is an uh, which is an underrated fucking classic. Not like any of the sequels. The sequels were all trash, but the first one was the first one was really cool. Yeah, first one's fun. I liked. I watched it as a kid, and I found we had a ball watching it. But how is Inferno? Is like a weird detective story where he ends up like it's called Inferno, and it's like the hell is in his own mind, and he's creating this weird story. And I thought it was actually well written for one of these okay. movies for a change, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. It's not great, but it was interesting." But have you seen the the new newer ones they made with a different actor? Like they made nope. two of them with someone else, like <laughs> Revelations and Judgment from twenty eleven. After 2018. they went to space, and, and uh, Alan four. Smithy directed that one, I was done. <laughs> yeah, number four was a uh, Bloodline. That's where they went to space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After space, I was done with it. I'm like, nope, I'm done with this one. I'm out. Yeah, uh, Pete, you're Catch talking about Hell World from 2005. Oh, yeah. I haven't pulled up right here. Okay. But yeah, that that's where the that's the online version. I yeah, that that was, that, was it, that was like a sci-fi movie too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they did two in the same year: Deader oh, and Hell World. They're like porn. Oh yeah. Well, they crank these fucking straight. One of the biggest curses and could be a great thing is. In the back in the VHS days, and then eventually on the DVD days, and, and straight to you know VOD, uh-huh. was the horror sequels that were cheap and qu- quickly put together and thrown out there for the world to watch. Yeah. Some of them are real fun to watch. Some of them are like horror sequels. Sometimes they weren't suffered. even designed to be sequels. They would just no. like throw it like like Troll Two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they changed the name, which we were talking yeah. about earlier too. They just throw out whatever they want, put a, a recognizable label on it, and like that one I'm talking about, Hellraiser Inferno. It really had, you could tell it had nothing to do with Pinhead. They just kind of threw him in there. And that's that's exactly what Sal just said. He said three out of the eight movies aren't even Hellraiser oh, movies. The studio shoehorned Pinhead in oh, yeah. to make them marketable. But he said Bloodline is one of his favorites. Oh, so my God. Sal? I have, not, I, have not, I have not seen that one. Like I said, I, there, he goes I, to space. I watched, I watched the first, second, and haven't watched any of them. Ever. Well, you know what they say, Pete. Once you go to space, man, that's pretty much. Uh, yeah, that's it. You're done. Hey, Jason went to space too. So. Yeah, he did. Uh, let's see. They keep trying to resurrect those two, man. I'm still waiting for so Jason David... XXX. <laughs> waiting for it. David Bruckner is going to be redoing the remake of Hellraiser, uh, which will have a screenplay by Ben Collins and Luke Piotrowski. Uh, Collins and Piotrowski are were behind the VHF spinoff Siren yeah. as well as. Phenomenal coming of age thriller, Super Dark Times. The duo also scripted Sisters of Sam Hain, Bloody and Fangoria's forthcoming collaboration, directed by Sirens Greg Bishop. David Goyer is one of the producers. Oh my of God, the, the Batman guy? 
Igor <laughs> writes everything. If he just he's the only guy that writes any scripts anymore. Phantom Four Banner alongside Keith Levine. Hellraiser was written and directed by Clive Barker, adapting his own novella, Hellbound Heart, as explained by the Hollywood Reporter. The 1987 movie introduced audiences to the puzzle box that opens a gateway to a horrific world and unleashes Cenobites, which are fucking awesome. Yeah, I do Anyways, like those VHS movies. Those are pretty cool. But I'm a I sucker for those. I'm a su- they're anthology horror movies. That's I all it is. despise right. them. They're 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 kind of found footage type deals though, okay. so it depends on how you feel about those. Yeah, those are not they're not terrible. How many do they have in a, in a movie? Like six, seven, eight chapters. Each S, I think there's like three of those. No, I mean in, in each movie, how many stories are there? Like six, there's seven, like three. Yeah, like like three. Oh, but a couple of them I like. I think there's more three, three. Maybe, maybe three or four. Yeah, but yeah, the, some of them are pretty good. Some of them are better than others. The one I liked was where they're on the bikes rides in the woods and they're trying to like film with the GoPro and then the zombies show up. That one's fun. I just enjoy uh, anthology horror movies. I want to, but usually I hate them. Like uh, v- ABCs of Death is just fucking atrocious. Yeah. I hate See, I liked uh, I liked the creep show movies. I want to get back oh, here. Yeah. Sal's got a Sal's got a couple comments. He said uh, the space stuff is forgettable, but they delve into the history of the lament configuration, which that's you know that's cool. Uh, I said fun fact in the book Pinhead was a woman, and that I, that I did not know either. I can't stand well, Clive Barker, so I'll never read that. But that is interesting. <laughs> the thing I'm worried about with this is with the Hellraiser movies, at least for me, I don't want too much backstory on these guys. Because a lot of the what's what's cool about it is the mystery and not knowing where these people came from and what yeah. their motivations are. It's, and I have a feeling yeah. that since it's new, they'll want to fill in all the blanks. You know, yeah. like what Rob Zombie did with the whole Michael Myers backstory that nobody needed. Yeah, the yeah. thirty second intro to the first one was was fine. That's all you needed. Right, mystery. Right. It, it reminds enough. me the movie Cube. You remember that movie from the nineties, ninety seven? No. Mm-mm. they're all locked in a big room and then you find out that there's rooms on every side of a room like, and they're stuck in these cubes and if they go into different ones they have death traps in them. It was a cheap little movie in 97. It was great. Is that and where that, Saw got the idea from? Probably. So, it sounds like fucking like the, pre, the precursor to Saw. Yeah. It, it's very just, similar only like good. The fact that a lot of people nowadays they just want to have everything explained. They don't want That's, any horror of mystery to anything. That, this kind of combines the last two things I was talking about, which is what you were saying, Adam, where you don't want to know. In Cube, you never find out what the fuck, why they're in this weird-ass room, who built it. And then the sequels, which are direct-to-DVD, and which I'm saying they, they fucking always ruin the original, they yeah. go in and explain everything, and it's stupid. And you're like, I don't want to know. Why do I have to yeah. know this? So when you say there's a new Hellraiser being made, I kind of go... It doesn't matter at some point because they made so many of them direct to DVD or direct to you know video on demand. Yeah. It doesn't really matter at this point if they remake it. it it's already a tarnished legacy, honestly. Like there's one in 2011 it's, it's and 2018. Failure, if you think about it. Yeah, and and honestly, like I, I really enjoy the originals. So if the new one fails, then I don't care. Exactly. You know, I, I, but I imagine if it was just the first one or two, and then they remade it, and you're like, oh, don't ruin, like you know what I mean? Yep. But they already ruined it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Okay, wait, Sal, see, he says, you know, he's from the opposite school. He said, I do want to know because the Cenobites are an interesting part, so I want to know as much as possible about them. I just don't want them to fuck up the, I just don't want to fuck anything up with it, you know. But like you said, there's so many of them now, it's kind of like diluted. But I guess if they, I mean, it could be done right. We're just so used to getting these reboots and remakes that are just, right. they, they come out they, and they, they just want to fill in all the blanks yeah. because it's lazy writing. And I, I just feel like a lot of these like it, it complicated, convoluted backstories, they de- demystify everything. Sal, I, I take all the, 
mystery I, out of it. I wouldn't mind if it was, like I said, if it was some backstory and it was done right and it wasn't, <laughs> you know, just pandering. Okay, cool. But yeah, I don't want, I don't want like Star Wars level fucking, you know, I just, no. Sal, did like, you see Inferno? And then the other thing I just laughed at was Keely Chow. I miss the good old days when it was the sci-fi channel, not Siffy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I didn't know oh, that changed. Yep. Uh, it, until, it, it absolutely no, I, is true. But I watched it, and I turned the sci-fi channel because something was on. I was like, wait, what what's, the fuck is this? Is this the same channel? I had no idea. Yeah. Now it's of, just a silos dumping ground. There's oh, a lot God, of weird yes. shit on there. But that, that, every now and then, they'll have, like, they'll have, like, they'll, they'll, have a, they'll have a decent movie on. But, yeah, for the most part, it's just like, eh, you know. That's where I used to watch uh, The Adventures of Hercules and Xena. Yep. <laughs> like, that's all they showed it in the 90s. They just had a, they just had a Xena marathon on the other day. And my favorite show that I have a bunch of tattoos of, Mystery Science Theater. Yay! They they were on there for a while. Yep. Did you like right. Inferno, Keely Chow? I'm just curious. I want to hear someone else's opinion on this. My chat went on the phone here. Wait, Sal says, wait, he says, what he, what's, Keely Chow said, yes, he does, I think. And Sal oh. said, I own a... Second part, is Alan Smithy your favorite director? Wait, he says, I, Sal said, I own all of them and have seen them multiple times and read the books. The comics are next. Keep in mind, Dark different Angel. medias conflict with each other. Okay, so he's got, yeah, so Sal's got this, he's got this down. Back in back in 2006, they showed reruns of Dark Angel. Keely Chow, I swear oh. to God, if I win a lottery, I'm going to hook you up with Jessica Alba. It'll probably take about like <laughs> 10 grand at this point. I got you, man. I got you, bro. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, he said Sal, yes to Hercules and Xena. <laughs> <laughs> the only it's one true. the only one I genuinely don't like is Hell on Earth. Which I like. It's the one with the CDs in the head. It's schlocky, but I like yep. that. We rented that because that came out, oh God, was it 90, 92. 92. We rented that for like one of my, my birthdays. I had a bunch of friends over. We ended up watching that shit. And I remember because like it was like we were sneak we were sneaking beers and shit like that. We were watching laughing at that. Because that casino scene just gets like out of hand. Like that. But it's funny. It, a lot of the death sequences in that are freaking hilarious because they're so over the top. It reminds me, that series reminds me of a less fun version of the Leprechaun series. <laughs> it's kind of true. <laughs> where they're like, oh, just throw them anywhere. And, and both of the, where they go to space the fourth movie in both series, they go to fucking space. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like clockwork. And there's a casino movie, and I think it's Leprechaun 3 is also a casino movie. Was that which one was Lep was Lep in the Hood? Was that part five? That's part five and six. Oh, that's back right. to the hood. Because he, he went back to the hood, didn't back he? Back to the hood. Back to the hood. That's right. He had to, he had to put the two duh in there to make yeah. sure we knew it was a hood movie. But now, that, also, just like uh, Hellraiser, we're saying they're similar. There's two new ones that do not feature Warwick Davis. So it's just like Leprechaun Origins and Leprechaun. Who gives a shit? And. So the, both the both series ruin their own name by having it. So if they reboot Leprechaun, I'm not gonna care. Like you already ruined it. Oh, what do you say? Oh, look at this one. <laughs> Sal said, "Once upon a time, Hellraiser Debtor and Hellraiser Hellworld used to fetch eighty bucks on DVD. This has since changed, of course, but they used to be the grails in my collection. Nice. That's crazy that they were that much on DVD. God damn. Isn't it weird that no matter how shitty a movie tr series is, I still want to own all of them." It's because once you own one, you, yeah, you have like, to. You have to. There's usually two in the series you like, and you're like, I have one and four. All right, well, no. now I need the rest because this is bugging me. I got the Nightmare on Elm Street, the whole set, for like 20 bucks, like the Blu-ray oh, set. Oh, really? And it doesn't have the remake in it, which I've not seen because everybody tells me not it's to watch it. It's horrible. horrible. Does it have Jason versus Freddy? 
But it, it, it ended with uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, oh. which I think is fucking brilliant. Yeah, that's oh, a, that movie is great. That's the best one. I went it to is. the really theater and watched that. That was great. I love that movie. It's it's yeah. so much fun. I but, love but that it's like... Out of all the series, like the big horror series, though, that one's pretty solid because they're all pretty entertaining. Nightmare on the first one is not that terrible. After the third, the third and on didn't take itself seriously. No. So it's fun. And like, I fucking yeah. had Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold in one. So then when you had Wes Craven's new nightmare, it was a nice reset. It was a refreshing reset. And it yeah. was really well, meta. And he only did the first it. and the last. That's it. Yeah. Yep. I love that. Come on, you guys like Jason. Jason takes Manhattan. You know it. Don't mind. <laughs> I was going to bring that up earlier. <laughs> the theme song for Jason takes Manhattan is the best part of the movie. I've got, uh, I've got that, um, I've got that whole Friday the Thirteenth set. Uh, my my cousin or my my brother in law bought me that for Christmas. I've got them all in, uh, except for Jason X. That's right with that I don't have Jason X and uh, Freddy vs Jason, but. Yeah, those those damn things are. Uh, it's awesome to see the rise of the Jason was a lot better than I thought it would be. Well, that's I, what I was asking I, if that was in there. Kind of liked it. Yeah. I like it too. I was just I turned the theater twice. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yep. It's, it's I, I didn't stupid. expect it to be that good. It's like they really gave a shit. I'm like, I was not yeah. expecting them to give a shit in this one. That's kind of what I was saying. Is when you do the first ones and they work and they're fine. When they do the schlocky ones like Hellraiser, mm-hmm. Hell on Earth, number three. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, Leprechaun 3. It's the casino one, or the Las Vegas one. It's fun. Yeah. It's not supposed to be fun. Like, serious. Child's Play has a couple of those, which is next on the list. Yep. It has a couple of those movies where you're like, this is so much fun. Like, number three is the uh, the military school. And he, like, swaps oh, out the to paint, paintballs with real bullets. Yep. <laughs> That's fun. It's it. The... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, then after that they go schlocky, like the Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky. And I haven't seen those, but no, me either. The the military school. I did want to point out though, the best, my favorite scene in that whole movie is when he jumps out from under the table and just yells at that general. He has a heart attack, and Chucky just stands there and goes, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" <laughs> and he just falls on that model and he just dies. He's like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" Like, really? That's all? I mean, you get to kill this guy? Just scared him and he died? I just watched that movie like a week or two ago. It, it it's fun. It's a oh, yeah. it's a stupid premise, but they know it. And that movie's not a comedy either, but it still it takes itself you know lighthearted for those scenes. Exactly what you just mentioned, actually. Brad Dorif, I love. And speaking of him, we just talked about Exorcist three. Brad Dorif is yep. in Exorcist three, and he's fucking he awesome is, in that. He is, you know, there there's an alternate reality somewhere, Phoenix, where he would have been Joker in the Tim Burton Batman. Movie he's so good. He's a, he's an amazing actor, and he, nobody ever talks yeah. about him. Nobody knows his name. No. He did an X uh, an X File episode, and he's just acting his face off in that one. Which and one's that? It's the one where he can predict uh, crimes before they happen. He's like uh, he's sentenced to death row, and he can like uh, predict crimes before they happen. Is that like season three, four? Uh, I there? think it's season Earlier. three. I'd have, to, I'd have to go back and double check. I have the Blu-ray set. God, I remember I something like that. It's been yeah, a long was, time since I watched really that show. On that. Yeah, it's it's mostly the scene, the movie, the, that episode's mostly just him acting. Yeah, you know, it's it's great. Uh, season one. Are you? No, it wasn't season one. Keely Chow said season one. I'll 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 trust Keely Chow though, but I love that he. (laughs) It's awesome that Xenon rides with El Ray. Hashtag ride with El Ray. Are Are you here? Yeah, I'm back. Okay. There's two of me. Yeah, I saw that. Kick the other one. 
tell from the stream there. Your doppelganger's hanging out. I, uh, yeah, I, the episode's called Beyond the Sea. What episode? What season? I'm looking. I'm, looking. I'm, I'm assuming Keely Chow looked into it, but. Yeah. I want to go back. I want to While you're gone, Pete, we we're talking about how great uh, Brad Dourif is. Yes. Oh, oh God, yeah. That guy's great. Oh, I, I, dude, his, his, oh, God. That was the, you know, I, I can say this. He was the only good thing about, uh, I really liked about the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. Oh, yeah. Him as the sheriff. Just because yeah. I like Brad Dourif. Yeah. I really I, do. I forgot about that, actually. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, and Danielle Harris came back. And uh, and and she was the uh, um, the the girl's like best friend. And Scout uh, Taylor Compton did such a great job as girl. She did. <laughs> she's I've I've looked into her in the last few movies she, that came out. I'm like, oh, she's just doing the same thing she did in Halloween. She's just girl. Yeah, girl that shows up to get scared and possibly murdered. Yep. <laughs> Poor, like she has no career. It's the same exact thing she's been doing for 15 years now. She's like uh, Judy Greer. She's always the uh, just just a supporting actress there. Yeah, but at least Judy Greer is Archer. Yeah, true that. True She's that. great in Archer. And th- that's the thing. I was like Judy Greer. I like her her uh, her level of as- her uh, her aesthetics are a little bit underrated. She's not hot, but she's like one of those ones. She's like she can look really good in certain roles. I think but... you can see yourself being married to her and quite happy. Okay, yeah, it's uh, uh, Phoenix. It's season one, episode thirteen. See, Kelly Chow's right. You're right. January seventh, nineteen ninety four. I didn't realize it was season one, but damn, maybe that's why I recognize it. I forgot that seasons used to be so long. Yeah, twenty twenty four episodes. But I I watch. I always go. I want to watch. Sit down and watch X Files all the way through. And I watch season one, and I get like part way through season two, and I forget about it. And I have to restart. So that's why I remember that episode. Same problem. I have it on Blu-ray. I'm like, I'm gonna watch all these, and then I'll get sidetracked. I'm like, oh well, I guess I'm not finishing. It's a great show. I just it's a lot. It's 12, 12 seasons on BBC. On BBC. Yeah. They're, they're, imagine that 24 separate episodes in one season of television. Yep. We were so spoiled back then. Dude, that, that show's greatness. And there's 10 oh, seasons, and then they have two extra ones that are later on. Yeah. Two the, movies. The, I, I didn't. The movies, the, the first movie was good. Yeah. The second movie was kind of nah, but it was still all right. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't dreadful, but it was kind of, you know, kind of forced. The first season they came back and redid on Fox was really good. The second season, I still haven't seen like the last four, three or four episodes of the the second season of kind of like the relaunch. I liked them. I I didn't mind them at all. No, I I enjoyed them. There was a couple of really good ones in there on that last season. I didn't watch the last season of the original show. And I was like, where did did he go? Season 10. Season 10, but he left in like season eight, right? I don't remember why he left. It, that's were, when it kind of started to I lose me when I was. I like Robert watching. Patrick. But yeah, I was gonna say I they replaced too, him with Robert Patrick, who is a damn good replacement. That show was a lot more character driven than they gave it credit for. And oh when yeah, those characters left. I was like, well, I don't think you should do this. I mean, the stories was, were still good, but it's like they're not there, and you agent, miss them. Uh, agent Doggett, that was yeah. his name. Yeah. Doggett Reyes. Yep. So we all right. We'll go back to the list here. Just kind of Sorry. wrap this yep. up as the uh, the end of the show here. <laughs> Uh, Child's Play, 1988. We talked about. Um, yep, that's that's a fucking kick-ass movie. Uh, now, we, we, we referenced this one earlier because of Matt Dillon, The Blob, 1988, which is <laughs> a really, really good underrated movie. I mean, I, I'm glad it's on this list because you really don't hear that many people talk about it. 
I was no, just going to ask, is this the Shawnee Smith version? But then I read the paragraph there, and she, they mentioned her. That Shawnee Smith. God, this, there's a she name we haven't so, heard in a while. When she I saw a, uh, Armageddon, I, mm-hmm. I, she's in a quick scene. And I go, yep. that is the hottest woman in the world. Yes. And then I found out who it was, and she's also in The Stand. Yep. And I love The Stand. It's so underrated. She, the first time I ever saw her was on Becker. Yeah, that she's was after. She's Becker. And then she was yeah, and then she was in Saw, yeah. which <laughs> she took she over the, for, for the ex junkie in Saw. Yeah, but yeah, dude, she she was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, she was something. And I wouldn't say she's hot, but I was like, holy shit, <laughs> like she's unique yeah. looking. I can't name yeah. another person that looks like her. No, no, she just had that look. It was like, wow, yeah, yeah. Let's see here. What else we got? Uh, okay, I haven't seen so the Blob in so long. This one's uh, oh, this was uh, the screenplay was written by Frank Darabont, <laughs> who. Yep, he uh, did the Mist and the Walking Dead, which the Mist has a lot of char- a lot of the actors from the Walking Dead in it. And Shawshank Redemption, come on, movie, come yeah. on, sight. The best line from the from the Blob, nineteen eighty eight, is that little kid. He says, uh, "We're gonna go see, you know, Sorority Massacre Part seven. Don't worry, there's no nudity in it or anything." And that that kind of hit close to home for me because I was allowed to watch the most violent, fucking awful movies there were. But if there was a boob in it, nope, couldn't watch it. See, Society, uh, I, 1989. Sorry, I have not, real I have quick, not seen this. I just yeah. saw Keely Chair wrote Fatty Magoo in the in the list there. We're talking about Pam Greer because she's on a, it's a It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. She plays Fatty Magoo on that. Oh, okay. Sorry, See, go I ahead. It's Always Sunny anymore. It's, it's fucking amazing. I love that show. I have not I have not seen that in probably since season two, I think. What? Yeah. You missed all the good stuff. I know, man. I know everybody. Everybody gets on me for not watching it, but yeah, I haven't. Uh, I have not watched that show since season. Season two is when they introduce Frank, Danny DeVito's character. Yep. You get. You gotta watch it, man. You'll love it. Go back and watch that one. Uh, this one, Society. Who is? Is that Sean Young? Is it just me, or does that look like Sean Young? Hard to tell. I've seen this when movie. You... It's bizarre as fuck. It's worth looking at though. It's like backward You'll people. Never see this one <clears throat> is that the one where she's in the shower and her tits are facing the other way uh-huh i've huh. seen bits and pieces that i've never seen the full movie it's, it's got a really interesting take on an orgy oh this is the movie that jay on <laughs> always says don't know anything uh-huh. about it when he watches so i don't want to hear about yep. it yep. okay this is the one yeah. okay you're right yeah all right <laughs> and uh let's see this one's santa sangri 1989 this is the only mm. movie out of both lists i've never heard of I- i've never heard of this one this is their hipster one to add on the list, right? You must be. <laughs> I but see the Jodorowsky name on it, so that must be hipster. Yep. He's Alejandro the one. No, Jodorowsky is the one that started making Dune in the beginning yep. before they fired him and replaced him with a. Yeah, that guy's he's Lynch. really big into the, the fucking Salvador Dali and yeah. the surrealism and shit. <clears throat> all right, all right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I've never heard of this one. Neither have I, but uh, I'll, I'll watch it. Let's see. The rest is, let's see, it says, uh, has already established a visionary as well versed in surreal imagery, but this marked the first time he applied it to horror. The rest is visually insane avant-garde horror about a man born and raised in a circus that later escapes from a mental hospital and joins his armless mother to enact brutal murders as her arms. If that sounds strange, well, the end result is even stranger. It's visually arresting, bizarre, and gripping in a way only Jordowski could deliver. Huh. Doesn't sound too bad, though, I guess. But, they made a documentary about his his attempt to make Dune. It's called yeah. Jodorowsky's Dune. Uh-huh. I saw that documentary. <clears throat> I didn't see the whole thing. I watched part of it. Got kind of bored. 
it's um it's an interesting stuff. documentary but that guy is fucking looney tunes i like time. i like uh the richard stanley documentary yeah that one's where he tried to make uh island of dr moreau but frankenheimer took over we talked about that before because <laughs> i love frankenheimer severe hard on for that guy but i like that one a lot mostly because i was more invested but no there's there are some good movies on that list i uh I was I was missing one of my favorite. Um, I can't. I don't. I gotta look. I'm gonna look up real quick when it came out. Have you ever heard? It's called Blood Salvage. Pete, I don't know if your microphone's even on. Is, hello, can you hear me? I think it's recording on your computer. Shouldn't be. I can hear him. I can hear him, but it's not the microphone. Tap the mic. Nope. Can you hear that? No. Hang on. Let me let me go to my let me go to my mic settings here. It might have been the entire time. I just realized it though. Once you went on camera, <laughs> and I saw who you're actually recording. Oh wait, here, yeah. God damn it. There, how's that? Much better. I'm so damn sorry. It. I waited over two hours to say something, but you just oh, popped Jesus up on camera. Christ. My 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 settings my settings was it was switched to, uh, it was <laughs> recording from the camera. Picking uh, up from the webcam. I hate that yep. shit. Adam, do you remember uh, when you were on my yeah. show when I first? And I realized you weren't on the actual mic. I realized that immediately. It's easier when you can see the person, but you just popped yeah. on camera. I'm like, that is not your microphone. <laughs> I thought you were uh, just away from your mic. As soon no. as you stop stream, Pete, I'll show you how to disable that so it never happens again. I, I need to do that because I, that's happened to me when I was doing voiceover work, and it sounds like I'm in an echo tunnel. I apologize, <laughs> listeners. I am sorry. That that's on me, too. I should have seen that. I dropped the ball tonight, guys. God damn it. <laughs> I thought you, I was like, why does Adam sound great, but Pete sounds terrible? But you guys have been talking, so we've been talking and I didn't think about it. Yeah. And I was like, that is not the microphone. No, because I can't tell on my end, you know, because yeah. I just I just hear myself come back in the headphones. So you need to get a mixer. You can hear yourself too. It, it's I, a I, setting guard that he can hit to where that won't happen again. Because I used okay. to have that same problem too when I started using this platform. I would say mic, uh, mixer. I, I literally plug in the mixer in the back of my computer, and yeah. it, my computer just goes, "Here you go," and I don't think about it. It's it was worth. It's four hundred dollars for the mixer I got. Worth it. I got my next is I've got to I've got to pick out. I've got the money now. I got my money set aside for my router. I got to buy a new router. Um, I got to make sure I get one that's compatible with my cable though. So because somebody had sent me one that didn't work because it wasn't compatible, so it jacked my internet up for a whole day. So I've been kind of looking <clears> around and. Kind of wait until I can you know, <laughs> order one and not. What, what, oh God! Here, oh, man, yeah. this, wait, wait no, here it is. Before right here. that, <laughs> yeah. you're I'm sorry, drop the dog. Uh, oh, Salvador just sent the mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, yeah, Sal, no, that that wasn't. It's not. Yeah, I said the mic was courtesy of Sal. Absolutely, man. Thank you for that. But no, that was that was me. I didn't adjust the settings correctly. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I, and I, I think back to every podcast, now I've listened back to them, like, why the fuck does my voice sound like that? I never realized that it's the settings of StreamYard. Now, when I'm editing my videos, I always catch that. But, yeah, that's, that's on me, guys. It's just funny. The second you popped up, I'm like, that is not – once I saw it, you know, yep. like a visual thing. Yeah. I'm so mad I didn't mention it earlier now. Uh, it's all good, man. It's all good. It <sighs> happens. So that's that's pretty much uh, we pretty much covered the uh, covered everything, the Black Panther stuff. Uh, no big deal. I don't care. Whatever. We'll, I'll talk about. That. I'll do a video on that real quick one. Oh, um, I'll just say I don't care. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm 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 like right there with all like the Marvel. Like I still like there's some Marvel movies I want to see. You know, but Guardians lot, three. Lot, yeah, End Guardians. Of list. Yep. <laughs> 
after Guardians 3, I'll peace out and walk off in the sweet by and by. And even that one, I'm a little concerned about at this point. I'll watch Thor. I like, uh, you know, Alex isn't here, so I'll say I like uh, Taiki Watani. I like him. I, I do. Uh, I'm kind I love of, Ragnarok. I like, we do, I like what we do in the shadows, the, the show. I haven't watched the movie. The movie's like I watched great. A couple, a couple, I, I, haven't, I just haven't seen it. I watched, it a, couple, a, good, I watched a couple episodes of the show. That's funny. Um, Keely Chow, Black I, Widow, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really like, like I said, I just, I got sick of the fucking, like, part of Ragnarok. I'm like, but they made, like, I don't know. I just, there's part, there's a I lot of it I, I didn't like. If we're going to talk about Guardians, I just, I don't want them to shove Thor into Guardians because the cast is fine the way it is and it's already big enough. I don't want him going in there and taking away from yep. the rest of the cast. That's my biggest yeah. I If you were to tell me that he was joining it without seeing anything from Endgame, I would agree with you. But watching their chemistry in Endgame, I'm like, yes. I'm on board. I'll watch this forever. <laughs> They're they're only gonna guest in like uh in a couple segments in each other's movies like Thor four I really don't have much anticipation to see because they're making Lady Thor now and I'm like okay you have all this Thor mythos and you pick the Jason Aaron's run from like six years ago you could actually win some like with a better story than that you know and this movie's gonna be so clusterfuck it's gonna be like Spider Man three which the Raimi trilogy which I actually did enjoy but I don't like all the <clears throat> shit shoved all the all the things shoved together. Um, and real quick, Sal said I was just ep- gonna mention that. Taika Watiti's <laughs> episode of The Mandalorian was good. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, it, 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 was it really was. I agree with that. And, and I also agree um, with uh, Salvador as well. Like he he loved Ragnarok. He didn't like the other two. I agree. The other two were fucking boring. Thor sucked. Ragnarok's see, the only like where the he got the shine. Better. I, I, I wish I wish that Patty Jenkins from Wonder Woman <clears> would have directed The Dark World. I think it would have been much better than what it was. But I, I like one and two better than I like Ra- like I still like some aspects of Ragnarok. I do. Overall, the movie though, kind of like I don't like it because I see where it's going now, which is going to lead like basically oh, it's like the cuckening of Thor in Thor four, which is like give the mantle to Jane Foster, you know, make it about uh, Valkyrie and and all this other shit, and then where's Thor? I was just gonna say I think we'll all agree. Hopefully. I don't know why they're making about Jane Foster. I think Natalie Portman is one of the most boring actresses of all time. And I wish they would make it for Tessa Thompson because I have a huge crush on her. She's a much better actress. She's on Westworld, one of my favorite shows. Mm. If they made it about her instead of Jane Foster, that'd be so much better because she seems like she wants to be there. Natalie Portman is like... Uh, I guess yeah, I'll show I, up. Natalie Portman was all right in in, uh, in the prequel trilogy, but after I'm really not a I'm, I'm not I'm not a big Natalie Portman fan. She was good in uh, when she was a kid in yeah, that movie. Leon with uh, the professional, uh, the, the Hitman movie. Yeah, with, Leon the uh, professional. Yeah, the professional thing. I couldn't hear. You. Yeah, yep, the professional. That was good. But she was um, also what, 11, 12? Yeah. So, but after she's, I know you just said she's great in the prequels. She's fucking terrible in those. I, I like them. I like those movies. The dialogue's bad in, in Attack of the Clones, especially. It's it's bad. I don't blame her for that. I blame George no. Lucas, but her delivery is kind of meh. I just I like the prequels. It's only because I'm so in love with you. <laughs> Sand it. Bothers me. I'm sure the chorus gets everywhere. Oh, God. I hate those movies. I, I, me down a path I can't understand. <laughs> I just went back and rewatched all the Star Wars movies to catch up with the new one. Yeah. And I skipped the prequels because I'm like, those aren't movies. Yeah. Those are cartoons. I don't want to watch the cartoons. Oh, God. No, thank you. And you watch, do you watch, uh, well, you, uh, yeah, you redid The Last Jedi. That was oh, yeah. I sent you. The sent my, release. <laughs> I did my Phoenix your West. cut of The Last Jedi. If you haven't seen the West cut of The Last Jedi. I don't see why you couldn't show that, honestly. I think you could. I'm going to try. That. I'll try tomorrow. 
Yeah, it, sure. it's gonna get yeah. shut down on Facebook immediately as I upload it because it'll recognize the music. The music, no, not the video, but the music is gonna get cut right away. Oh, the music. Okay, yep. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's they, the biggest problem. about the music. Oh yeah, music you is the one that catches is, easier. Redub it with the theme music from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and nobody will fuck me. <laughs> 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 yeah, I can do that. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. I was getting ready to go to the outro. Do it, man. No, we've been, we've been going for about 220, and I wanted I know, to I'm sorry. 20 minutes ago. But no, no, it was a good show, so I don't care, except my mic was all fucked up. But that's, that's all me, guys. <laughs> hey, thank you for joining us, Phoenix. I appreciate you coming on, man. Oh, uh, I, I guess that's my time to say. Uh, go to LAWstudios.com. If you're watching this or listening to this, uh, go subscribe to me on YouTube because nobody does that. Lloyd yeah, Jr. Wonderland Studios on YouTube. He's, he's only got 96 subs. This guy needs to be way, way, why. way above 100. I, I couldn't believe that. Like, I, I when the, the first time I went to your channel, when we first did, uh, I think it was over on Adam's show with you, I was like, how did you had like 80, 82 subscribers? I'm like, I subscribed right away. I'm like, how the hell does this guy watch like a couple videos? I'm like, how do you not have more subscribers than this? So I think it's because I don't pay attention to all the YouTube rules, so they don't pitch me at all. Like, I'm never in the yeah. suggested thing because mm. all my videos get like, I, I will never be able to make money off of it. I literally just want you to go watch it. So I can make more. That's it. <laughs> but yep. yeah, go ahead and check that out. Do a Twilight Zone review show. Uh, Adam's been on there a few times. Pete, I'd love to have you on if you're in the Twilight Zone. I'm not the biggest Twilight Zone fan. Leo Red said I need to start the whole show over. God damn it, Leo Red. <laughs> 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 All right, cut, take two. Here we go. Um, but yeah, uh, Groove just shared. I'll put this up on the screen. This is the link. There you go. Yeah. Phoenix's channel right here. Loitering is it LAW Games. Podcast still? Yeah, that's that's okay. The, that's what's still listening on YouTube. It shouldn't ad. be. That's that's it's, when I started the podcast and I put the podcast on here, but uh, I stopped doing that. So it's just videos now. But when uh, I went to your channel, that's what popped oh, up. Yeah, I, I believe you. I probably didn't fix it right, <laughs> but um, uh, go check it out. Um, I love to it, have uh, more people on there. Keely Chow, I think it's in the description follow. to the videos too. Uh, Keely Chow, I did put it in the description to the video. Yeah, um, right underneath. So you just click uh, show more, and it's right down there. You can copy and paste that link or just click on it, as are the links to all the guests. Uh, Groove, what do you got coming up this week too, man? I don't know, man. I, I've <laughs> oh, we got we got your birthday. We're going to celebrate your birthday yep. on Friday. So we'll have a, some kind of a double feature on my channel. He's got the movies about 50% picked out. I've got some movies that I want to review that I was starting to work on today, and then I had an accident, like the pantry and the kitchen collapsed and all the food fell out of it. So that ate up the rest of my fucking day. And uh, tomorrow is supposed to rain. So I, I hope to get some content up tomorrow or the next day. Content will be coming out this day, but today was just a complete lost cause. Maybe you'll be on uh, Twilight Zone Review next time. I'll let it be yes. Twilight Zone Review next, tomorrow. And, and, and that. So they're, they're, we, we just kind of just <laughs> came up with that just now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, let's see what the hell. And it'll be doing. coming out soon. <laughs> I got, uh, let's see, I got my, uh, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a quick video on uh, Black Panther th uh, 2 and uh, the possibility of 3 tomorrow already. They're, they're putting the cart before the horse there. We've got the Venom 2 trailer dropping, which I am freaking finally excited for. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, I'll have an Elaine Bennis video tomorrow. Uh, still putting asses in the seats. The story of Elaine Bennis. Oh, Sal says, uh, hey, uh, Phoenix, you're at 106 subscribers I know, now. I saw. So congratulations. <laughs> He's over that 100 mark. Uh, what the fuck happened? Right. Hey. I, didn't, I didn't realize. Well, you, you were at 96, and now you're at 106. So you yeah. picked, up, uh, picked up 10 subscribers during the show. So that's fucking awesome, dude. That, After I, mean, I said what my... 100, you can claim your channel name. And I already am. 
So yeah. right when I did that, like uh, now I'm at the 106, I kept my phones like over and over. So I appreciate it, guys. I really do. Hell yeah. Well, that's that's good. That's what we want to do, man. Get these uh, these guys that you know deserve to see their you know, have their videos out there. And yeah, you're you're a talented cat. So uh, absolutely, man. If you're not already subscribed, go subscribe. But hey, I think Waffle everyone in the chat's already subbed to him tonight. So that's freaking great. Uh, thank you Chow. for joining us, man. Hope to have you back. And uh, this has been episode 96 of the Place to Be Reviews. I am Etepo Kuin, and I have been here with all of you. And I say at the end of your video and every show, if I don't see you, have a great day and a pleasant tomorrow. I will catch you on the flip side. We are out like feels and high top fades. And okay, so Phoenix, when you Real get quick, a chance, I'm still recording. Day, tell, Do you want me to stop you... recording? Yeah, oh. I, I, it, I don't care. It's up to you, man. I'm. I want to put this out on my feed. Yeah. So if you want me to, st- can I still co- keep recording? Yeah, you keep recording. Okay, go ahead, Adam. Sorry. Well, I was just gonna tell you to send me, uh, to tell me which episodes of the Twilight yeah. Zone you want me to watch. It's and a Talking Tina I, episode. I'll do the the tales, but I'm gonna have to get those episodes from you because I'm just I'm not gonna pay for them. I no, I was, what I told uh, Pete earlier is because I asked both of you guys to be on. I'm trying to do like someone different every episode. Obviously, yeah. I'm gonna have you guys back. Um, so we all work together really well. Um, what I'll do because nobody has this show because it's fucking expensive to buy. Yeah. What I'll do is uh, we'll get on Skype and then I can uh, screen share and we can watch the episode together. Ah, okay. okay. All right. Because yeah, I have yeah, them all yeah. downloaded. Like, yeah. Full warning you could end up watching one of the episodes of New Tales from the Crypt, which is a cartoon show of Tales from the Crypt, or Perversions of Science, which is created by the same people. Because I'm doing all three shows in the same podcast. But I have uh, a little bingo slot thing, you know, those bingo pickers. And I don't know if you can see. I have all of them up here. It's a bingo bingo field. And that's how we're going to pick the episodes at the end of the episode. Oh, neat. I have no idea. I have one of those hoppers. version of best of the worst. (laughs) Wheel of the worst. Well, I've been doing that since 2013. Like the... Okay. Um, so I don't know what we're going to watch, but I appreciate having you guys on. It'd be great. Uh, it's a new show I'm going to do, much when, like the Twilight uh, when Zone. When do you want to do that? We're going to record on Tuesdays for Twilight Zone. I might just, we might end up just doing uh, one episode of Twilight Zone, and then I'll switch over to uh, Test on the Crypt or who, with whoever's on. I don't okay. know. Whatever works for best of you guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bank like seven, eight episodes before I release it, any of it, so that way All I right. can kind of keep a weekly schedule. Yeah, but you okay. let me know what days work for you guys, and because this is fucking open now. <laughs> well, this this week I'm on. Uh, let's see, I get tonight. I got uh, I got my wrestling podcast tomorrow night, but that's from like probably nine till nine till about ten thirty, ten o'clock. Uh, Wednesday night I've got a show. Nothing on Thursday and Friday night I'm on Adams. One of the movies we're watching is Avenging Force. Yeah, we're watching Avenging Force Friday. Is that the one we watched? Yeah. Did we wait? Did we watch that one already? Watched it, but you you liked that movie, so you wanted you wait. wanted to do that in the watch party. Remember? Yeah, that was a good movie. That was the one oh, yeah. that where they they fought in the rain at the end in the bayou. Yeah, that's that's the one with Pentangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah but did did we watch it or did I just review it for the? No, we, we watched we it watched individually it. and then we okay. talked about. It. Well, we don't have to watch that one again. Then fuck. Well, I like that movie. <laughs> no, no, no. Because there's your, there's your show. Yeah, that was the one I thanked you for showing us, Pete. Yeah, well, that, I, you know that I just I love that goddamn movie. I, I actually, like I said, I, that's another one I watched with my kid. And like I said, he's four and a half, and he sat there and he loved it. Yeah, it was great. You know, it, it's a shoot 'em up action movie. You know, he yeah. was all into it. I didn't expect it to be that well shot. 
No, it was that's that's like one of the better like canon films movies. Yeah. I mean, like that's it's that's actually pretty good quality. It it needs more love than it got. I you know, like that one better than than Enter the Ninja or whatever American Ninja. The American yeah. Ninja one. I like that better than American Ninja. The fight sequences in Avenging Force are way better. Uh, the American Ninja movies are they're great. But the fight scenes were like they were so big because the the people that played the ninjas were just horrible. Mm-hmm. Like this one was more focused. You could have you had your one on ones, but these you had like twelve ninjas in one scene. They were just bad. Was okay, that the Mardi quick. Gras parade with the shootout? Was it mm-hmm. that movie? Yeah. Okay. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Pete, before I forget, go yeah. down to your uh, next to your cam where it says start cam. Go to that little gear uh, logo and click on cam mic. Oh yep. Hundred and six subscribers. Go, go to audio. Yep. And then where it says speaker, you can set that to default. Set that to Yeti microphone. Default speakers, Yeti microphone. Got yeah. it. Click yep. that, and then that'll never happen again. Because I used to have that same fucking problem. And my web mic would always click, click, and I'd sound like yep. shit all night. So. Yeah. Oh God, I can't. That's every fucking show I've done that. Then that's if I could exactly. go in and snip the wires out of that fucking thing, I would. <laughs> I'm telling you. I don't really know how to do that. I did the. You know the. You have a USB mic, Yeti. Yeah, that's a blue mic. Yeah. So. It's expensive, but I definitely recommend switching over to the to the mixer because it plugs oh, in the back. I don't think I don't want a mixer, dude. It's and just it's, it's, it's it, I don't make a lot of money. Mine's man. money right now. That that's it for me. It's just like money because yeah. like basically I'm just a stay at home dad. So I have like six of these mics right here. Yeah, uh, all the, the boom pros mics got mixers. I, I, I'm yeah. well aware. And the, this is just all I can afford at this yeah. point. What do you you have a blue? You have a snowball, right? No, I have Blue Yeti. The same you one Blue Yeti? Got. I thought you had a snowball. Same, exact same mic. Yeah, the, the blue microphones are good, but the USB is unreliable. It's just... Uh, I know. I even <laughs> well, had the same problem before I plugged in. With, yeah, recording videos, and yep. uh, sometimes it just uh, drops the volume for no fucking reason in yep. certain programs. And yeah, I, I, I hate it, but it's it's, it's something I'm going to have to save up for and, and, and yeah. make an event. When I first started if in I 2013, find a mixing board that'll let me do monthly installments, I might go back out. But I, <laughs> I'll look into paying, something for you. See if I can find something. I'm still paying off my my camera, so once I get done paying that off, then I'll start looking into a, a mixing. The board. problem gets to where because your your computer has to be able to set up so that the mixer has an in out USB because it really is a USB after you know after the this is plugged in, which. The problem is having in and out, so that way I can play clips right now, and you guys will hear it. Which is why I fucked up our first show together because it wasn't on YouTube, wasn't on mute. <laughs> you just hear whatever I'm playing. Right. But to be able to host a show, definitely, I definitely, I recommend getting a, you know, getting one of these. I have the um, Allen and Heath Z14. It's yeah, 14 a, different a mics you can have in there. That I want to put together. I want to do that, and I want to get some kind of a, a of a soundboard for sound effects just to play during the show too. Like yeah, a, like, like you can get some cheap ad. ones for that. Yes. It literally just yes. a button you press and it plays it. But like a sound bite for like yeah. sample shit. That's know? like what I used when I was on the radio. When I, when I was doing FM, right. I had one of those. But yeah, I need, uh, my, my next thing is, good. honestly, I'm going to get a, a desktop computer because I'm running off a laptop. Oh, are you? The problem with me playing on the little clips and stream yards, it interrupts you guys. It like mutes your mics and I hate. Yeah, it's a bit bizarre. To you, so. I can't, actually, I'll be honest with you, it probably is better that way. That way we're not talking over the clip. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it is though. It really is. Clips, like to be fair, I played that thing like fifty thousand fucking times. <laughs> man. I'm, I'm actually kind of sick of it at this point. <laughs> That's right. I cut you off earlier to say to be fair, but nobody <laughs> heard. Nobody heard me. <laughs> oh yeah, that was, that was my did. show. I got those all uploaded. Like anything less than four megabytes, I can upload and play as a sound clip. 
You can get like if you have a Mac, you can just get a folder of these sound clips and literally hit spacebar. I do not have It'll a Mac, it. and I will never buy yeah. one. Sorry, but it's really good for podcasting. <laughs> Apple, dude. I fucking hate Apple so much. Ugh. If you're going to podcast, though, and if you don't want to buy a mixer, I mean, it's going to be more expensive to buy a Mac in the long run, honestly, so it doesn't matter, but I can literally hit space bar and it starts playing whatever I want. I have a pretty nice gaming computer that's been pretty reliable so far, but yeah, yeah I, I, I definitely, it's not that I don't want the mixing board. It's like you said, it's the price. So. Yeah, it's expensive as hell, but yep. for me, it was a one-time purchase. After this, I'm probably not going to buy Apple again. Yeah. Um, I had the, uh, about Two weeks ago, I, I've released one podcast in like the last six weeks, partly because of the surgery, partly because my computer, I had to literally wipe it clean for the Oof. first time. I've had this since 2013 when we started the podcast, uh, Lord of Wonderland. So I had to finally clear it out because it was just, did I send you? No, I didn't send you that video. Uh-uh. When I would go to Safari, it would just like take over and I couldn't click on anything in the top of the menus. And I'm like, like waiting, like it couldn't do a goddamn thing. Yeah. So I have no idea. I, I, I just hate left. being restricted by that shit. That's, that's why I, I, I used to have a lot of Apple things. So it's not like a, yeah. the hate was always there. It was something that's slowly built up over time. I just got this in the mail today. I can charge my. Yeah, I, I, I got something similar to that for my uh, my Samsung. Yeah, I got it for I got one for my girlfriend, one for me. She has a Samsung. I just don't. Yeah, get the, the induction phones. chargers are nice because I, I hate plugging little USB plugs into it anything. It fucks up your it phone. Drives me crazy. It'll yeah. fuck up your phone right away, and then your battery will stop working because scratches it, them and shit. Yeah. and you got to replace them. They get all bent. Yeah, so that's why I stopped I, doing I, that. Yeah. I have to take my case off because it's not that great of a wireless charger. But I mean, if it saves the phone in the long run, fuck it. But yeah, um, so t- let me know which uh, Twilight Zones you want me to watch. I'll make sure I check those out tonight, and then uh, hopefully we can make that. I don't see any reason why we can't make that happen tomorrow, because I, I, I don't really have a lot of grand plans going on for the rest of the week, other than I need to put some content out on my channel, but that's that's really it. I'm kind of stuck here, and the other thing that I've been doing is during the day, I've been helping my dad paint the outside of the house. It's so. literally where we left off, so Twilight Zone... Oh, you guys haven't made anything new since then. Holy no, shit. No, we made two yesterday, two the day before. Oh, okay, that's right, that's right. So, and I wanted you on, but it was like too short of notice. You wouldn't be able to make it. Living Doll, episode 506. 506, Living Doll, okay. Tomorrow about, he said between 7 and 8. I'll let you know. Okay. I definitely want you on. So does okay. So does uh, Frank. He, I don't know. We, I, Honestly, if you were third mic every single episode, no complaints. You're you're great with us. Thanks, Everyone man, that we've had on here works together so well that I just want to keep it going. Yeah, that means a lot to me. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, 